In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have compassion on the multitude, for behold, they have now been with me three days, and having nothing to eat. And if I shall send them away, fasting, to their home, they will faint in the way, for some of them came from afar off. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this Sunday the Church proposes to our meditation the feeding of the 4,000. We must keep in mind that this is the second multiplication of loaves. St. Mark's Gospel has two multiplications of loaves. The first was for 5,000, and this one for the 4,000. The first time he multiplied the loaves, he was misunderstood. Everyone wanted to make him king then and there. They saw that he obviously had a divine power. He could multiply loaves. They were out in the desert, and it would only be normal for their Jewish minds to think back to Moses and the manna in the desert. They must have made the link between Jesus' teaching and multiplying the bread with the prophecy of Deuteronomy. Moses prophesied, and I quote, Know the Lord God will raise up for thee a prophet like myself, of thy own race, a brother of thy own. It is to him thou must listen. End of quote. But Jesus read their hearts. They wanted him to overthrow the occupying Roman power and be their bread king. But as the saintly bishop Fulton Sheen notes, and I quote, To make him king was his father's business, not theirs. His kingship would be of hearts and souls, not digestive tracts. End of quote. Yes, he wants to rule over us in our hearts. He is a king by birth. We need only come to him and give him his due. And there is a mystery here that I would like to touch on as well. In the first multiplication of loaves, our Lord put the faith of his followers to the test. They wanted to make him king, and he tells them that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood. They saw the signs he worked and the prophecies that he was fulfilling. But this new precept, to eat his flesh and drink his blood, was too much for him. For them, they left. We can probably say he lost quite a few because here in the second multiplication of loaves, there are only 4,000, and in the first multiplication, 5,000. And this is a lesson for us. For those who stay faithful to God, they are fed in the wilderness by manna from heaven. Who cannot be moved to confidence and trust in divine providence when he hears this simple phrase, I have compassion on them, they have nothing to eat, they will faint on the way. Yes, Jesus is a good and generous king. He knows that we will follow him, but he also knows our weakness. 
He knows that at some point our hearts will falter. And because of this, he leaves us great means of attaining grace, the seven sacraments. In the gospel today, they are signified by the seven loaves. Yes, they might be simple loaves of bread. The sacraments might be simple signs, a pouring of water, bread and wine, a few words, an anointing of oil. Yes, but these signs impart interior grace. And they will feed the thousands who are following our Lord into the desert. What makes all of this possible? St. Paul tells us, If we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall live also with Christ. By his death, Jesus threw off of mankind the chains of death, the real slavery of all peoples, the slavery and death of sin. By baptism, we are born again into grace. At baptism, the priest asks, What do you want? The response is faith. Our old man, then, dies with all of his convictions to death, and we stand free men. Let us make a resolution, then, never to sin willingly. We can't escape all venial sins, but we can make a valiant try of it. We have the gift of faith. We have the seven sacraments. And we should thank God at all times for this immense grace and light, knowing that there are so many in the world who do not have all that we have received. A priest I know, after being ordained, said to his superiors, and I quote, My thank you to you is to live up to all you've given me in my formation. Let that be our daily prayer when we rise, and let a thank you come to our lips when we go to sleep. And as I end, let us think of this. Our Lady is our mother in the faith. Like Abraham, who believed God's promise, Mary believed as well. That spring day, when she heard the angel Gabriel's words, she made a choice. A choice to believe that her son, that she was to conceive, would be God. Then, 33 years later, when everyone else cried themselves to sleep with regret and despair, for they had seen him whom they loved dead on a cross, she went on and believed and hoped. Yes, her soul was pierced by that lance, but she lived on. She had a mission still to fulfill. She was given to us as a mother, and like her son, she has compassion on those wandering in the wilderness. Let us go to her and ask for some of her faith and some of her hope. For on that Good Friday evening, all the hope and faith of the world was in her heart. 
Thank you, Lord, for Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.